0: Hello and welcome to Short Tales, a series of short stories and reviews written and read by me, Damien Robb. Personality tests seem to spring up like weeds. There are many out there, mostly consisting of questions with multiple choice answers or strange statements that require you to rate on a scale how much you agree or disagree with said statement. This is usually repeated until you begin to be crushed under the weight of decision fatigue, at which point, ding, it is done, and you will be classified as a name, an acronym, or an initial. I'm not necessarily doubting their validity, but I do think there are more interesting ways to get these results. Like, maybe have your subjects look at some pretty pictures and tell you what they see. This review is on the Rorschach test. I've never taken a Rorschach test, not clinically. I'm guessing neither have most of you, although you're likely familiar with them. For those who aren't, Rorschach tests, or inkblot tests, are mirrored, purposely ambiguous splotches of ink spread across a page. While they most resemble the artwork of a creative toddler, they are instead a form of psychological test. The ambiguousness of the imagery supposedly allows the viewer to see whatever speaks to them, and in so doing reveals elements of their subconscious they may not be aware of, or might otherwise try to keep hidden. Look one up and you might see a bat, or a butterfly, or a moth. But you might see something else entirely. You might see a wicked face laughing at you. You might see a dancer mid-pose. You might see an angel reaching for the sun. There are no wrong answers. Only your answer. With your answer telling us more about you than it does about the image. Hermann Rorschach, the namesake and creator, devised this test in his 20s while working at a psychiatric hospital in a remote part of Switzerland. Switzerland. You might consider that young to develop a psychological test that still has some sporadic use in clinics today, and you'd be right. However, inkblots had been a part of Rorschach's life since he was a child. He had such a love of making images from inkblots, also known as klexography, that his school friends called him klex, or inkblot. It's no real wonder then that when young Herman looked out at the field of psychoanalysis, what he saw were inkblots. While still a medical student, Rorschach showed inkblots to schoolchildren and analysed their responses as part of his dissertation. He then travelled, studying further, before settling in Heresu, the location of the psychiatric hospital where he would develop his now famous test. He designed the inkblots himself, his creativity coming from the fact that his father was an artist, with Herman himself having previously grappled with the decision to move into art or science when leaving his schooling. He experimented with several hundred inkblot tests, differing colour and design, showing them all to the patients at the hospital. Early results were promising. The different responses to the different blots were consistent among schizophrenics to manic depressives, who both responded differently to the control group, people not diagnosed with any kind of mental disorder. It didn't take long for Rorschach to reverse engineer his own findings and start to diagnose psychiatric illnesses and predict personality traits based on answers to the inkblot tests claiming that he got it wrong less than 25% of the time. After studying 300 mental patients and 100 controls, Rorschach wrote the book that would eventually make him famous, Psychodiagnostic. In it, he showed 10 inkblots carefully chosen for their diagnostic value. The book did not do well, attracting little attention from the people of the time, and was described as a densely written piece crouched in dry scientific terminology. Those looking at his work didn't see much of anything at all, it turned out. Rorschach would die unexpectedly a year later, due to a ruptured appendix. It wouldn't be until six years after that that his work would finally be published to some acclaim, after being purchased by the then newly founded Hans Huber Publishing House, who still publish the Rorschach test to this day. Since then, it has been used millions and millions of times for murder trials and custody battles, psychiatric diagnoses and university admissions and job applications. People's lives have changed for better or worse, spun on a dime into a whole new direction because of what they saw in a blot of ink. I find the Rorschach test exceedingly interesting, if not overly scientific. I think the results are valid and illuminating and worth analyzing, they're just not as precise as other scientific methods, like, say, a blood test. But then I also don't think that anything that tries to grasp the complexities of the human mind could be. I wonder also what the difference a day makes when completing a Rorschach test. If I were to complete one on a day where everything had gone right, would I see something different and more positive than on a day where everything had gone wrong? While researching this topic, I saw a comic that showed two people from different eras giving an answer to the same inkblot test. One from our decade saw a tree, while another from the 1960s, when nuclear war was an occasional threat, saw a mushroom cloud. Meaning what we see is as much about the time we live in as it is about our subconscious. That the time period we live in forms who we are and how we think. If Herman Rorschach had been born in today's era, apart from likely surviving his ruptured appendix his patients might very well have seen the COVID virus or thumbs up emojis swimming inside his inkblots. Which brings me to an example of a modern Rorschach test, the internet. I saw a post on Twitter the other day, a joke, not a particularly funny one, but a joke nonetheless, and the comments that followed covered the entire emotional spectrum. Some people thought it was hilarious, others banal, and yet others still thought it was the highest form of insult imaginable. Who was right? they all were. They all saw something different. They each read it in an entirely different way. And, I think, as with the traditional Rorschach test, the way in which they read it said more about them than it did about the original post. The truth is, everything is a Rorschach test, because every reaction and response we have to a stimulus, whatever it may be, tells us something about ourselves. Inkblots and the internet are perhaps just a less subtle form, one where we lower our efforts to mask the inner gremlin controlling us and let it out to describe our innermost horrors. Except that's not really how it works, is it? What's hidden away behind the veil of our subconscious may just be apathy or a fear of rejection. It might be a concern over being forgotten or dread at the possibility of failure. All these little insecurities inside of us, subtly controlling our actions and responses. Insecurities that we want to keep hidden away, unless it's from behind the anonymous safety of a computer screen, or the unconscious reveal of a Rorschach test. But maybe they should be revealed. Maybe they should be uncovered and examined, and better yet, healed. It was, it turns out, for this reason that Rorschach first designed his test. Here is a quote taken from a letter Herman Rorschach wrote to his sister when he was 19 and had just made the decision to pursue medicine over art. I never again want to read just books. I want to read people. The most interesting thing in nature is the human soul, and the greatest thing a person can do is heal souls, sick souls. I have never taken a Rorschach test. Maybe I will. I hope you enjoyed this month's review. And if you write your own review, send it my way. I'd love to read it. And while you're at it, if you just want to say hi, you can do that too. You can email me at shorttails.podcast at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at MiddayPajamas. Until next time, this has been Short Tales, and I've been Damien Robb. Hold
1: up. What was that?